My name is Adam Eberhardt, and you are listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Emerald Football Podcast. I am Jack Butler here with Gus Morris. What's going on, Jack? Nothing. Happy finals week. Yes. Happy end of finals week. Yes. Finally done with finals. Um, good thing during finals there was no news nope. on Oregon Very football. Very slow news week for Oregon especially. Nothing uh, happened. Nothing happened after the Ducks defeated Oregon State uh, 69 to yeah. doesn't matter. It's been a pretty quiet um, couple weeks, Jack. It's been awesome. Yeah. It's been, with that being said, thanks for listening. And, uh, <laughs> um, no, a lot has happened. Uh, Willie Taggart is no longer the head football coach at Oregon. He is now the head football coach at Florida State. Uh, it's been an extremely interesting and busy two weeks, basically, when these rumors started. He left Tuesday. It was announced Tuesday he was leaving and a lot has happened since Tuesday. A lot has happened the past two weeks. As kind of a, before we kind of just go into it, thoughts and, and other topics, I guess kind of going into the, the time frame, a little timeline. Two two weeks ago, I guess two weekends ago, it was rumored that uh, Jimbo Fisher, the head coach of Florida State, would take the open uh, Texas A&M job. And one of the names that was semi-reported and kind of just thrown out as somebody who might be good for the job or that Florida State would look for was Willie Taggart. So there was kind of a, a, a week, maybe like five days of this just wild speculation. Uh, you know, a lot of hashtag sources. Um, and a, lot of, a lot of unhappy fans too. A lot of unhappy fans, questions. I mean, players weren't um, really practicing too much, but because they had a break, so it was everything was all over the place, and finally, well, this is also not not the first time that that this kind of talk came up too. I believe it was, I well, think it was after, it was it was after the Oregon State game where I think the I, Florida job was open. Yes, that's what so it was. he was kind of a name thrown out for the Florida job, but it didn't seem as serious. Mm. And all the while, in this week of kind of wild speculation, the coaches are out recruiting, um, doing you know clearly recruiting for Oregon and finally that Friday about a week ago Willie Taggart spoke to the media spoke publicly and pretty much in the face of all sorts of questions about whether he would coach here next year whether he would be the Florida State head coach he basically deflected and said nothing of real substance he kind of when asked if he would be the coach at Oregon next year, he said, why wouldn't I be? Why wouldn't I be? Why wouldn't I be? Why wouldn't I be? And um, said he, and that Friday he had said he had not been contacted by Florida State, spoke again on Sunday, uh, basically the same exact thing, kind of more, more punting. And then finally on Tuesday, um, it was well, reported. Well, Monday it was Monday began to pick up some steam. Monday it really began to pick up some steam. It was, Sunday, it was Sunday night he went out recruiting, and that was he kind of detailed that Sunday night on at his press conference and yeah. said, I'm hitting the road. And then First it, stop was Arizona. Then it was only stop was Arizona. Yeah. Then it was reported that Florida State people were meeting him in Arizona, and a bunch then, of reports surfaced that they'd already finalized a deal, which unconfirmed. And then finally on Tuesday, it was confirmed. That he was the head coach at Florida State. We've later learned that he, 
Florida State started contacting him on Thursday. So when he said he had not been contacted by them uh, when we spoke to him on Friday, that was not true. It's hard to know what he was telling recruits during this time. Um, he was making it, at least publicly in the media, pretty clear that you know he was the coach of Oregon. Why wouldn't I be? Um, yet after he leaves, uh, Troy Dye tweeted, quote, he lied straight to my dad's face in my living room Thursday night. He didn't keep his word to me Monday. Lost all my respect. End quote. That's in a tweet by the linebacker Troy Dye. So clearly he was out recruiting, recruiting, you know, talking to players about the rumors and I seemingly. What, I wonder what Troy Dye really feels like. Yeah, man. We'll never even know what he actually thinks. We'll never know. Um, so it's kind of a whole fiasco with how he handled this situation. Uh, rumors were basically the point of that timeline was to say that rumors were speculating for a week and a half yeah about all of this and like i'm not I'm, I'm not upset and or shocked at all that he lied to the media like coaches coaches lying to the media are you serious like what yeah that never happens <laughs> but i think that the way you know how this is going to be remembered is is kind of the fan reaction and kind of the players reaction too because a lot of these guys are you know so i mean some of these guys are, are supportive and saying hey you know like good on you coach you know pursuing your dream job which is what he called the florida state job um, you know, apparently growing up a, a big Florida State fan and um, his family was, 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 you know, big Florida State fans. And, you know, some players were definitely, you know, ex- excited for him and saying, you know, good on, you know, good on you, coach. And uh, granted, though, there was another very large and loud contingent at the same time that was very upset. Um, I, you know, I was actually at the uh, Hadfield Dallin uh, football complex on Tuesday when, you know, right actually after uh, you know the players had their team meeting where Tagger broke them uh, broke to them the news, um, and you know guys were definitely upset. I I remember there was one guy who um, you know I don't exactly remember who it was. It was one player, but he walked into one of the team rooms, uh, closed the door, and you know we just heard him just start like cursing. You know, right after he closed the door. So you know some guys were definitely you know very upset. Uh, and, and I mean, if, if kind of what they say is true where, you know, Tagger didn't tell them the truth and he had been saying, like, I've been honest with all these players, I've been honest, you know, with, with all you guys, with the media, you know, with, with recruits, you know, I'd, I'd be upset at that too. You know I mean? You, you say one thing and then you go out and you do something else. Like I would, that wouldn't sit well with me at all. Yeah. I mean, I, again, it, no surprise. He didn't, didn't necessarily publicly tell the truth, but at the same time, like there were a lot of. You know, there were a lot of questions and a lot of fans that on Twitter the entire week were just like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? And when you say nothing, uh, that kind of, I mean, when you say nothing regarding the Florida State job, you basically just punt the entire time. That that kind of shows your hand. Like, and, if and when you been say- paying, you don't have to pay attention to college football yeah. long enough to know that, that what he said kind of leaned towards, like, I'm working on a deal like yeah. it's it's in the middle or I don't know was yeah. basically probably the the real answer that he had but you can't I mean really you can't come out and say that. Well and I think a big telling thing too is that you know Oregon Oregon offered him you know the contract contract extension uh, that would have raised his contract to $4 million annually. He makes a little under three right now, I believe. Yeah, over the span of his contract, I think it averages out to basically three. Yeah, it's, so. it's a five-year contract. At least, I think it's for like $60 million is yeah. what Oregon is paying him. Oregon would have paid him if he had stayed, but Florida State has uh, apparently offered him a six-year $30 million, which he accepted. Um, but, you know, they also have to pay, you know, the buyout and whatnot as well. But I think it's telling that, you know, Oregon offered this contract extension back before, I think it was a, even a week before the Civil War, 
Um, it was about I I I believe Mullen said on Sunday um, it was a, or Tuesday whatever day it was that it was like it was it, it was it was before the Civil War at least, and it's still you know I mean it was reported and you know and and whatnot and Mullins had confirmed it but you know I think it's telling that hey you know maybe Willie wanted a little more money or you know the fact that he didn't sign that immediately was kind of a thing of like I'm keeping my options open here you know if you if you're offered a raise and you don't take it there's something else that you're that you're up to yeah and a lot of people thought. Of the party that kind of thought he would stay, a lot of people were like, well, he's probably using this Florida State job to leverage more money, which, I mean, hey, that's a pretty smart move. I mean, can't necessarily blame yeah, the go guy. Get, go get yours, yeah. Yeah, like, go get your dough. But at the same time, it, it's clear that his decision has upset, obviously, a lot of fans, but a lot of players and alienated a lot of players. I mean, they're n- this Oregon team is, is not uh, – you know, this isn't new for them. Obviously, Mark Helfrich was was fired, and some of even kind of the fifth year guys who are still on the team were there for, I believe, the final year of Chip. So it's like, you know, or or Chip recruited them, and then when they came in, it was Mark Helfrich. Chip had gone uh, to the NFL at that point, but you know, the, the coaching carousel is nothing new. But at the same time, what Tagger did is he brought a lot of guys from Florida who are freshmen now. I mean. In the kind of when he was hired on December, I think exactly a year ago, we're recording on December 7th. So exactly a year ago today, he was hired. Uh, and then from there, he kind of was able to flip a lot of recruits, brought in a great staff. And a lot of those guys seemed really committed to the coaching staff more than maybe necessarily the school. And that's kind of always a saying in recruiting for people who are trying to give advice is like commit to a school, not a coach because these yeah. coaches jump around all the time. And we saw, you know, we saw a lot of people pretty vocal on Twitter criticizing how he spent one year at Oregon, then just jumped and, yeah. you know, doesn't have to sit out a year like a, yeah. like a player would. So, you know, there's probably a lot of freshmen on this team right now that came here because of the staff, which we'll kind of get to a little later, whether they'll still be around or not. Um, not always up to them, but you know, a lot of people, a lot of freshmen probably came here for Taggart, and there was a lot of people committed in the current class set to sign either December 20th, early signing period, or all the wait until February, uh, kind of a top-ranked class that were probably here because of Taggart and the staff, and you build those relationships, and now he kind of just swept the swept the rug from under your feet, and the Ducks are kind of scrambling right now. So. Well, well and see. it's also, what, 14 days before the end of this early signing period. Yeah, too, which, so... Yeah. We'll see who they... We'll see who the Ducks hire. Let's just get into that because there's a movement. Uh, Mario Cristobal, who is the offensive line coach and co-offensive coordinator, uh, kind of the running game coordinator, uh, he's the interim head coach. He'll be coaching in the bowl game uh, against Boise State on Dece- they also have a bowl game. Yeah, they also have a yep. bowl game. Yep, and all this madness, they have <laughs> yeah, a bowl in, game in, in nine days. In all of this madness, they have to prepare um, for a, a solid Boise State team uh, in Las Vegas. So, but Mario Cristobal, he's the interim head coach. Uh, there's a this kind of a little movement from the at least on Twitter of the recruits and some of the players. Hashtag Crystal Ball in like all in. But it's also like ballin'. It's also like, ballin'. It's, it's a pretty it's a solid, really it's a really creative hashtag. I think I'm, it's better than fan. hashtag do something, uh, <laughs> which is already moved on. Yeah, which is gone. Completely and gone. They they had to put down all the win the day stuff for the hashtag do something. So we'll see what Coach uh, 
maybe it's hashtag crystal ball and yeah, all over so all over everywhere. Be so down for that. Um, <laughs> what happens to swag surfing? Is that swag surfing's gone? You can't swag surf now. That's, there's no way you can't swag surf now. There's no way. Well, yeah. Well, he I mean, he left you. It's <laughs> yeah. It's like true. <laughs> you can't you can't swag surf. You gotta do the opposite of swag surf just to give him the business in some way. But there you go. <laughs> but Mario Cristobal is a big name being thrown around as a possible permanent replacement. The players seem to like him. Obviously, if he stays, he probably keeps a lot of the staff, which means a lot of the players maintain those relationships. Don't have to build bring in an entire new staff. You maintain a recruiting class. That's pretty highly ranked, although I think it would be pretty short-sighted to just bring in a coach just to save one recruiting class. Mm. However, there's obviously Mullins, Rob Mullins, athletic director, is listening to what the players have to say, and if the players all want Mario Cristobal as their head coach, that has a lot of weight. So Mm. uh, what are your thoughts about possibly Mario Cristobal being the next Oregon head coach? Well, I mean, I think he's – he will get some pretty serious, serious, um, you know, consideration for this position. I mean, if you, I mean, you've already mentioned all of the player, you know, support for it, and I think that speaks volumes in itself. But I do also kind of agree with you that just hiring, you know, your interim coach, you know, from this, you know, m- maybe soon to be completely taken apart staff. I think that's a little short sighted, like you said. You know, I mean, you're, you know, I. A move like that would kind of signal like, hey, we're still trying to hang on to some of the things that, you know, this coach did. And, and, you know, I mean, like Taggart in this case. But, you know, I think, you know, Oregon did like the things that Taggart was bringing. You know, he did kind of re-energize the program. You know, he brought in this amazing recruiting class. I think Cristobal, you know, really helped with that. And so did the rest of the staff. But you don't know what the staff is going to be like until, you know, after the bowl game, which is when they can begin to start, you know, all their contracts say that they can start talking to other schools. So, you know, who knows? This this, uh, you know, this coaching staff may not even look like, you know, any semblance of what it is now in, you know, a week and a half. So I think that hiring Cristobal, like, is a good short-term move. It's saying, like, hey, listen, we still want to keep some of the vibe we have about this. You know, we, we, we want to keep, you know, the at least some part of this recruiting class. You know, we like kind of the energy that this new staff brought in. But it's also, you know, you can, you can maybe – you you maybe want to look for a coach who's going to do what Taggart said he was going to do. You know, you want to look for a guy that's that's going to be here for a while, that, that wants to commit, that wants to, you know, make Oregon great again. You know, like that's that's what we're – that's what Oregon is going to be looking for here. You know, they're – yes, Cristobal is a quick, easy fix. It's something that, you know, the players now will like. And, you know, maybe – and, you know, I could be wrong, and it could pay off. You know, I mean, he has proven to be a good recruiter, and I feel like he could build a pretty good staff if, you know – I mean, if, if any of these guys stick around – I think the staff should still be pretty good. But, you know, I mean, he is one option, definitely a good option. But, you know, I mean, do you want to look more in the future? Do you want to say, hey, let's build a program this way? Or do you kind of want to go with the guy who's just right in front of you right there with, you know, with a, you know, you don't have to go far for a coach like that. But Yeah, and, and Chris Ball has some he, – he's got head coaching experience. He was the head coach at Florida International. Uh, a pretty tough job to be successful at from 2007 to 2012. And then he spent some time under Nick Saban as the Alabama offensive line coach before coming over here. But I mean, I kind of agree. I, if it were up to me making these decisions, I know it's tempting to just sort of go with Mario Cristobal and that everybody's going to rally around him, but great hashtag too. (laughs) Yeah. Solid, solid, solid hashtag. But I think if you really want to build the program for the for the long term, it's a good idea to try and go get somebody who is a slightly bigger name, 
um, and and not even necessarily a bigger name, but somebody who who has experience, successful coaching experience at a bigger program. Well, and a and, name that's been thrown out that that doesn't quite you know have that that pedigree yet, but someone who would kind of fit the you know what the Oregon model you know like what they you know wanted to be is a guy you know is or is Cal's head coach Justin Wilcox who. Uh, you know, former duck. This is also, but this is his first year at Cal. And, yeah. you know, I mean, the question is like, oh, God, is Oregon going to try and, you know, swindle, you know, Cal out of their head coach now, too? Yeah. Um, I mean, a little knows, different, yeah. a, a little different circumstance, but he, he's an alum and it's his, Justin Wilcox, Oregon would probably be his, you know, quote, dream, dream job, yeah, exactly. um, whatever that means nowadays. <laughs> but yeah, it would be fascinating. Would they be willing to kind of do what, Due to Cal, what Taggart did to them, and uh, it shouldn't matter. They shouldn't care. They should it's go get the best coach. It's but but at the same time, you know, I, I Cal uh, Justin Wilcox did good things at Cal. They weren't supposed to be very good, and they really weren't. But they were better than what yeah. everybody kind of expected year one. But he's a defensive guy, and and that's kind of hard, I think, to to convince people that a defensive guy is the way to go at Oregon. I I think Duck fans and Boosters probably want an offensive head coach. And nowadays it's just so incredibly important to recruit quarterbacks and develop quarterbacks. And if you bring in one year one, uh, he's got Justin Herbert. So yeah, I'm going to be able to use that. But we'll also be in, be now on his third head coach in three years. Who, too. Yeah. Well, third head coach in, th- in three it years. Is, yeah, and yeah, the defense has had, we'll have had four defensive coordinators in, in four years. years. If um, Levitt goes. If Levitt leaves. Which brings us to Dude, Jim Levitt, Jim Levitt. <laughs> who it's been reported that he and Willie Taggart are kind of a package deal, and he'll go to Florida State uh, with Willie. His contract says he cannot leave until December until uh, basically the season is over, so December sixteenth. So he won't even probably say anything. Nothing will happen until after the bowl game. So he's he's at least here, uh, I believe, because his contract says he has to be until after the bowl game. So well, some people think that Chris Ball should be the head coach and Levitt, you know, will just kind of continue to basically be the head coach of the defense, you know, the defensive coordinator. Um, but there's rumors that he's going to follow Taggart to Florida State. So we will see. Uh, and it's – let's say he, he does want to stay at Oregon. Would maybe an outside head coach want to keep him because he's – a big name and he did really good things with his defense this yeah. year but at the same time you know it's really hard to to bring in a new head coach and then expect him not to bring in kind of his own guys but we'll see Jim kind of on Levitt watch the next couple of days yeah. you're kind of on Willie watch so yeah Jim Levitt has not done anything to to really kind of you know stem the frenetic and the uh I want to say desperate at this point now Oregon fans um someone you know was uh so you know after these initial reports came out that that you know Levitt was going to go um you know to Florida State with Taggart Mullins said at his press conference on Sunday or on Tuesday I keep thinking of Sunday on Tuesday that he has not been you know he's not aware of any situation with Florida State and Jim that he's you know it's nothing to his knowledge has happened yet um granted you know this has been reported by several pretty reputable you know sources you know I know now the Register Guard reported it the Oregonian reported it um, multiple, I think, reporters for, for the Oregonian reported it. So um, these are not guys who who really, you know, like who whose sources are, I guess, wrong that often. But it is just just an interesting, you know, 
side note in here that it's that this has been picked up by multiple reporters. But anyway, on the fifth, so that was on Tuesday. Um, you know, someone was you know tweeting at at Jim Levitt, you know, asking like you know why wouldn't he go? You, you know, like why, you know, why are you leaving Oregon? And he responds, you know, what makes you think I'm going to FSU? And that just completely, you know, sent Duck's, Duck's Twitter into a, you know, into a frenzy of just, oh, my God, he's not leaving, he's not leaving, he's not, you know, he's not leaving. But it's also not, a, not an entire denial either. I mean, he's not saying I'm not going to Florida State. And, I mean, we heard the same thing with Willie where he kept asking, you know, why wouldn't I, you know, be Oregon's head coach? You know, there's no actual denial here. All he's doing is – I mean, honestly, I don't even know what he's doing. He's just—he's just trying. Uh, he probably to, doesn't even. I he, mean, I—I <laughs> I, I don't know, and he might not know because he might kind of wait around till maybe Oregon makes a hire to see yeah. if he can stick around, or maybe he well, goes also, to Florida with Willie. I mean, he spent twelve years as the head coach of South Florida, so he's—he recruits Florida really well. He recruits too. Florida well. He knows Florida, so it, you know it's kind of a staff of Southern. Uh, you know, and Florida guys, which was kind of part of the risk when you hired Willie and brought in the first outside hire in like 40 plus years. Um, you know, kind of an unfortunate turn that the first outside hire you have in 40 years is a guy that just turned around and, at least from the Oregon perspective, probably burns you um, and just leaves. But at the same time, you know, Levitt is a Florida guy and all these other guys aren't necessarily you know, West coast people. So, and, and, but you know, that, that's, that's not something you want to like necessarily look at when you're hiring. And, and so I don't think the darks will take that into account next time, but it will be, it will be interesting to see. Maybe they do go after Wilcox. Maybe they go after Fresno state's Jeff Tedford, who coached at Cal for a long time and kind of a West coast guy. And, but who knows? Maybe, you know, Texas A&M's ex-coach, Kevin Sumlin. What if the Ducks, Texas A&M, and Florida State just all did a, a three-team coaching swap? Um, and, and you know, Boise State's Brian yeah, I Harson. I, they, wouldn't, I wouldn't even be surprised. What would be fascinating is if the Ducks, who interviewed Boise State's head coach Brian Harson last year for the job, maybe they interview him again, maybe they hire him before the Ducks play Boise State. In the bowl game on December sixteenth, no, more, there would be. On, you're hurting my brain right now. Yeah, it's it's a possibility. I think <laughs> he was a, he's a guy. I mean, he's had success. Obviously, Boise State, uh, still a very respectable program, top twenty five right now, heading into this heading into this bowl game. But there could be, you know, maybe maybe Oregon poaches Boise State's head coach, and then they play at Boise State. So there's so many possibilities, and there's been no. You know, who knows? It's kind of, it's kind of just like you throw a name out there, and it's a possibility yeah, at this point. I, I think the big not. one to watch out for is just where is Jim Levitt going to end up? Yeah, because I think that's the yeah. major storyline right and now. That, that was something that people were definitely like. You know, I mean, Willie has proven to be a good recruiter. You know, I guess a so-so in-game coach, but Levitt was a guy who turned this defense from one of the worst in the country to, I believe, it was top thirty in the country. Like, that's a guy that you do not want to leave. Especially for how how bad it was when you actually had a bad defensive coordinator. Yeah, so so much to talk about. We didn't even get really into the bowl. Oh game. yeah, there's a bowl game. I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, Ducks favored by seven and a half. Uh, December sixteenth, three thirty p.m. I believe that's West Coast time. ABC. So Kirk Herb Street. Oh, it's it's actually kind of a gonna be a, a good game. The Ducks. Uh, Great stat. Ducks averaged sixty nine points games uh nice televised baby see 
Yeah, nice. Um, nice. So, I, I seven and a half. Let's quickly throw out predictions. Do the Ducks win, and do they win by more than seven and a half? You go first, because I have no idea. All I'm right. looking at this at all. Yeah, the Ducks cover easily, seven and a half. The, it, they win by 21. Wow, you think it's a blowout? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm gonna st- I'm I'm gonna agree with you because you know more about this than I do at this point. So I I'm gonna say they win by 24. It's a bigger blowout. Well, you say it's good, but keep in mind the Ducks are seven and five, and they got their quarterback back. They got their quarterback back again, and they'll be playing pissed. That's overrated. That's nah, overrated. Is it? That's is an it overrated thing. Is it though? I've watched college football enough to know that it's over. When your coach leaves, that doesn't mean you're pissed and you're gonna but, play well in the bowl game. I don't know. They're pretty pissed. They are, but. You know, just to, you, you can't say for sure. It's about how you, you go out and execute. Sure. You can't say for sure. One day at a time, Jake. Ooh. But, <laughs> oh, man. I don't think playing pissed is going gonna, is gonna to feature too much in this bowl game. I think it's whether you can go out and execute or not and build a game plan. It might throw them off. They might not play well. Like, the line hasn't moved. It opened at 7.5 and, and it remained 7.5. So, clearly people don't think that the, the coaching change is going to make that much of a difference at least in this bowl game, but they're seven and five and in a seven and five bowl game because Justin Herbert was out for like half the year. So they're really better than this. No, I would agree. So that's why I think they're going to win by more than seven and a half points. Cause be fascinating cause to see pissed. how they could get a half point. No, cause they're I'm pissed. just kidding. It's cause they're pissed. We'll see, <laughs> but that does it. Um, Still so much is more. Is this our last one? for? I, this is our last one for a while. We go on winter break as students, uh, which is much needed. But maybe we'll maybe we'll cell phone pod this thing if any major breaking news happens. And uh, Alec, our producer, has given us a – Yeah, shout out to Alec, who's produced all of these and listen, cut – Listen to hours and hours of us just talking. Cut probably a lot. about sports. Cut a lot of uh, – a lot of things I probably could make a pretty pretty solid blooper reel. Um, so thank you, Alec. You want to say anything, Alec? No, thank you, guys. Oh, wow. there he wow, exists. There he He's is. real. Wow. He's got a voice. He's real. We he, told you. <laughs> anyways, that does it for the Emerald Football Podcast for a to-be-determined amount of time. Uh, to listen to more Emerald Podcasts, you can check us out anywhere, iTunes, um, SoundCloud, uh, you, you'll be able to find us. I, I, I promise. <laughs> and if you go to www.dailyemerald.com, Wait, there's w- a whole w- www. Yeah, three W's. <laughs> it's been a long week. <laughs> www.dailyemerald.com, and on the right, there's a whole bar, and you can just click and play through the website of podcasts, more than just sports. So, yeah, if you do www.dailyemerald.com site not found so make sure to have that third w it's important this so, got off the rails that does it for me uh <laughs> that's gus morris again thank you alec and uh, we'll talk to you later